Hey legends, welcome to Scheme Me Up Body and we're getting on the tasty little original series episode from Star Trek. This is Tomorrow is Yesterday. Fantastic episode. Uh, I enjoy this one so much uh, at the beginning of it. The Enterprise is thrown back to Earth during the 60s by way of a high-gravity black star. And, uh, yeah, it introduces that idea of the slingshot effect around a star that they revisit a few times. Uh, even in the movies, whenever they travelled back in time in Star Trek 5, I want to say. So, uh, yeah. The Enterprise ends up in the upper atmosphere of Earth and it's picked up as a UFO and uh, the radar of the day and the military jet has scrambled to go up and check it out. The, the effect of the Enterprise and orbit and the actual, and the actual sky, more or less, I guess, uh, it's well done now. Like, like I know the, the effects are updated for the these versions of the original series now. Uh, but I would love to see what it looked like. This is one of those episodes that I didn't see prior to the effects update that the show got. So it would be interesting to see what it actually looked like back then before the updates. So uh, yeah, there's just therefore setting up this interceptor. It's captained by John Christopher. Uh, he's flying up after it he sees the Enterprise and he's reporting back uh, but uh, on the ship Captain Kirk orders a tractor beam to be used in the jet which basically tears it apart but they, they transport the pilot aboard the Enterprise before it does happen and you know fearing Christopher could disrupt the timeline if it turned to Earth Kirk at first decides that the pilot even need to stay with the Enterprise but when Spock, you know, they're all on board with it. You know, we can't send him back. He's seen too much and whatnot. And Spock was like he looked through the the, the historic files on this man, and he didn't live a life that produced anything that would, you know, be changed if he just disappeared on this day. But Kirk does later discover that the the pilots. Sun will play an important role in a future mission to Saturn. And this is a sun that hasn't even born yet. So this guy, this John Christopher, this pilot, he's uh, against Kirk and all on the Enterprise up until he discovers this here. And then he's playing ball with them. But how long is he going to play ball with them is the big question. Um, Kirk realises at this point that Christopher has to be returned to Earth after all. Um, yeah, after they also learn of footage that was taken from, of the Enterprise by the wing cameras and Christopher's jet, Kirk and Sulu beam down to the airbase to recover the film, and any evidence of their visit, just try and, you know, sweep everything under the carpet and get back to their own time and whatnot. They're caught by... Uh, security and uh, one of them accidentally activates an emergency signal on Kirk's communicator and he's beamed aboard the Enterprise. So this is an R problem. This security guy is hilarious. And this episode was he just he materializes on the 
transporter platform on the ship and he's just kind of frozen in place by fear more or less and uh, Kirk calls up and you know what's going to happen to this guy and Spock is like you know Spock's the first person he sees in the Enterprise and of course the Vulcan ears and whatnot, and the guy's just like you know Spock takes the gun out of his hand and he just he stays in the exact same position he was in and they're just like you know I don't think there's going to be much of a problem with this guy at all so he pretty much hangs about the transporter room throughout the majority of the episode, just been gobsmacked and not knowing what to do with himself. Um, back at the base, Kirk and Sulu, they're continuing the search. Uh, Kirk then, he gets captured, but Sulu escapes back to the Enterprise. Uh, Spock, Sulu and Christopher, the pilot, he knows the base layered and... He demands that he be taken down to the base with him to recover Kirk. And he's like, I can show you the layout. Like, I'll give you the layout before Kirk went down, but uh, I know exactly where he's going to be hiding at and or where he's going to be kept at as a as a prisoner, more or less. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you unless you take me with you. So Spock does bring him down uh, after Kirk's guards are subdued. Christopher then turns on them one more time. Uh, he grabs one of their guns and demands to be left behind. Uh, just prior to this, Spock went into an office and Christopher, he reckons he's still in there. But Spock, realising that this was a something that was going to happen, he manages to work his way around to behind him and he, he knocks him out with the, the Vulcan nerve pinch, which is always a pleasure to see. In the original series of Star Trek, you're just waiting for it and just, when's it going to happen? Is Spock going to do it? That's class. I love it. One of my favourite parts of watching the original series is Spock getting that nerve punch in on somebody. So uh, after they get everything that they need to get out of the base, and knocking Christopher's ass out again, they return to the ship and uh, Spock and Scotty inform Kirk of a possible escape method. Uh, the slingshot around the sun effect again was revisited in the movie um, all our shows I'm pretty sure done it as well uh, and the series you know, Next Generation might have done it can't recall offhand but it's, it's one of these little things that just pops up every once in a while definitely did one time in the movies anyway um, yeah so they'll use that slingshot to uh, go around the sun break away and return to their time uh, that's a risky manoeuvre and any miscalculation could either destroy their ship or make them miss their own time again they could end up at any time they could either die or end up at a completely different time out of their timeline again but uh, Kirk orders the manoeuvre and uh, time on the Enterprise you can see the chronometer if that's the correct name for it starting to move backwards and getting slower and slower. They do return Christopher back to his fighter jet at the instant that he first encountered the Enterprise. Whenever he, and it was only part of the episode where kind of came out of it slightly and wondered, how does this work? Because it's just, you see him in the, the cockpit and then you get the, the transporter effect on him and it just appears over the top and disappears again and this is meant to be him coming back into the, the, the cockpit and the same with the security guard he's walking down a corridor 
this is supposed to be before he found Kirk and Sulu in the office. Again, transporter effect over him disappears, and then this is his future version coming back on himself. And just that's one of those little effects where you think to yourself, "Hey, I don't know. He just beamed on his own body, but there's a body already there." And just that's one of those slight little disconnects in the episode. But it is what it is. Science fiction at the end of the day, at its finest. Star Trek can't go wrong with it. Brilliant. But uh, for me, in the episode, that was the only part was kind of like, I don't know, could have been a better workaround for that. Um, yeah, so the security guard's back. Uh, Christopher, he's been back onto the cockpit of the fighter jet before it was crushed by the Enterprise tractor beam. And he's looking about in the sky and there's no Enterprise this time. So, uh, yeah. Um, that erases the memory of both of them as well, the time and the Enterprise. So, whatever happened throughout this episode, as far as the crew of the Enterprise goes, the ship itself, all the evidence was captured and, you know, the slingshot effect. And they, when they're springing back from it, they beam these guys out at a certain time to set them back onto their own timeline again. Everything's fine and well, it's just a matter of getting this manoeuvre finished and back to their own time period. So, of course, the Enterprise does successfully return to the 23rd century. And, you know, at the beginning of the episode, whenever they turned up in the 60s, they were trying to contact Starfleet. And, of course, there's nothing there because there is no Starfleet at this point in history. So when they get back to their own time, first thing they do is try and contact. And you hear on the radio intercoms and whatever, you can hear the chatter of Starfleet and whatnot. And Kirk's like, yeah, the Enterprise has returned fantastic little episode and I just bombed through this review a lot quicker than I was expecting to do but you know it's just it's one of these episodes where it's very interesting very entertaining but not a heck of a lot really happened on it as far as drama and that sort of thing went it was just cool to see the Enterprise inside the atmosphere for once and you know I'm going to have to actually see if I can find a version of this episode online anywhere when it has the original effects of the time instead of the updated effects because you just like to see how they looked because if memory serves properly they weren't great compared to the, the upgrade, upgraded effects that's on the show now and in the credits of a lot of the episodes you do get to see those old visual effects, whenever they're putting up the credits at the end of the episode, you have the screenshots of different parts of the episode and different parts of the series and whatnot. And there are some shots of the Enterprise in space, and you can see, you can really, like it's, it really jumps out at how much the effects were actually updated for the, the version of Star Trek that's available online at the moment. Fantastic episode, fantastic series. It's hard to beat the original series. It is absolutely brilliant. The acting in this was fantastic as well, I have to say now. Roger Perry as Captain John Christopher was brilliant. Hal Lynch, uh, Air Police Sergeant, he was very good on it as well. Um, where's this other guy? Uh, I take it to be, it's, he's... On the notes here, it says 
USA, USAF Air Policeman Jim Spencer. I reckon that was the guy that was beamed up. Whenever he accidentally tripped the emergency on Kirk's communicator or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, this is just a few moments of him whenever he did appear in the episode a couple of times. As I say, frozen on, on the spot. And he just pretty much hung about the transporter room the whole time. There's people beaming in and out and he's just taking it all in and he's just like, what the heck's going on here? Just couldn't process it. And then there's one moment where the, the guy that was working the, the transporter panel asks him if he's hungry. And uh, he jokingly says, chicken soup or something ridiculous like that. And, he's, and the guy uses the replicator and brings him out a piping hot plate of soup. Uh Good little comedy moments in this episode, I have to say now, but fantastic all around. Other than that, beam back effect at the end of it. Kind of feel that there could have been a slightly... Although it does make a hell of a lot of sense within the episode and the way they do it, but just part of me is kind of like, mm, that's the only weak part of this episode. But uh, yeah, absolutely love this episode. So, so good. Right, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Very swift one tonight. Trying to get caught up on my uploads again. I'm badly out of... I'm badly out of my schedule at the moment. And again, have you heard the last episode of Scheme Me Up Body? It's all Star Trek's fault. I fell down the rabbit hole of episodes on TV today. Um, just, that was it. Game over for the majority of the day. Sat in my ass watching The Next Generation. But it is what it is, and we're uploading now, and we're going to keep at it as often as we can. And I hope that you're enjoying the show as much as I'm enjoying actually making the show at the moment. So whatever you're doing, guys, do it safe, and I'll talk to you next episode. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.